Hello, and thank you for joining us on this podcast episode of That's in the Bible. I'm Bob Pauline. Today, we will address a question that comes in from so many around the world. We won't just mention one who posed the question, but rather today, this time, we'll summarize it all like this, as it was written in to our God's Message magazine question and answer department. The question went like this. I have been reading the Bible since I was 15 years old, but since then I have never encountered even a single verse in the Old Testament or in the New Testament that mentions the name of Felix Y. Manalo, whom you regard to be God's messenger. The names of messengers like Moses, Elijah, David, and the rest of the prophets are found in the Bible, and so are the names of John the Baptist, Angel Gabriel, and the twelve apostles of Jesus Christ, but not the name of Felix Y. Manalo. So, is he a true messenger of God? Thanks to all of you who have uh, asked that question regarding the name of Brother Felix Waimanalo not being in the Bible. Inasmuch as the Old Testament is the written record of God's early people, it therefore it's expected that the names of God's messengers of those times, such as uh, uh, Moses, David, and Elijah, and the others that were mentioned, are mentioned, of course, there in the Old Testament. That's expected. However, there are other messengers whose authority and right to preach rests not on whether their names are written in the Bible, but rather on the fulfillment of the prophecies written about them. It has never been our stand that Brother Felix Manalo is a true messenger of God because his name is written in the Bible. Why do I say that? Well, because our basis in believing that Brother Felix Manalo is the messenger of God in these last days is founded upon a much more profound basis, much more so than simply a name. What do I mean by this? Let's take a look at some examples of what I'm referring to. For one is John the Baptist, another, the Lord Jesus himself, Apostle Paul, and the messenger of God in these last days, Brother Felix Y. Manalo. They all have similar circumstances that apply to them all. And let's make up together a brief study of those circumstances here today. What should we all notice and remember? It should be noticed that the Old Testament prophecies about the messengers whose works were fulfilled in the New Testament times, they also do not mention the name of the messenger concerned. For instance, the prophecy of the famous prophet Isaiah concerning the Lord Jesus Christ himself. What does it say? Uh, let's, let's read that prophecy. It's recorded in the writings of the uh, prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 61, beginning in verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all 
who mourn. Dear friends, was this prophecy fulfilled? Absolutely. This prophecy was fulfilled in none other than our Lord Jesus Christ. How do we know that, one may ask? It does not mention his name because of whom the fulfillment can be seen. Take a look at the fulfillment. It's recorded here. Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 20. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. We know this prophecy refers to Jesus, not because his name was mentioned in the ancient prophecy. His name was not mentioned. His name is not there, but rather because the mission was recorded there. The mission mentioned in the prophecy was fulfilled in Jesus. He's the one who did the work. No one could claim it for themselves. And that's better evidence for sure than merely a name, a name that could be copied anyway. Here's another example of what we're talking about. John the Baptist has a prophecy from Isaiah, the same prophet as well, to prove his commission too. What was the prophecy? It's recorded also in the, as I said, in the writings of the, of the prophet Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The fulfillment of this is John the Baptist. And in John chapter 1, verses 19 through 23, we can read the fulfillment. Now this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? That we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am. And the voice of one crying in the wilderness makes straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Dear friends, what could we notice? The prophecy of Isaiah did not mention a name. But there's no question about who is the fulfillment. Why? Because John the Baptist is the one who fulfilled the mission. He's the one who did the work. He's the one who prepared for the arrival of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the same is true for Apostle Paul, who testified that 
He was the fulfillment of the light to the Gentiles, as was recorded in the book of Isaiah. And let's, let's go ahead and read that as well. It's recorded in Isaiah 49, uh, verse uh, 6. Here's how the, the prophecy reads. He says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. Same thing here, dear friends. The name of Apostle Paul was not mentioned in the Bible prophecy. So how would we know then who's, uh, who's being referred to there? How would we know that it's, being, that it's referring to Apostle Paul? Back to the Bible for the answer, of course. And we can read that in uh, Acts chapter 13, verses 46 and, uh, and 47. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you rejected and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us. I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Paul was the one who actually went to the Gentile lands. He was the one who spread the gospel of salvation there, proving what? He fulfilled this prophetic mission. No one can hitchhike on that prophecy and claim it for themselves. His name was not there, but he did the mission. They did not. The name, therefore, is not the evidence. The fulfillment of the assigned mission is. And, you know, should you further ask, uh, like, why the names of these messengers are found later in the New Testament? The answer is obvious. It's because the New Testament was written at a later time when the Old Testament prophecies and these uh, uh, various messengers had already been fulfilled. The commission and the work, however, of Brother Felix Y. Manalo are they're also likewise prophesied in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament. But his name can never appear in the Old Testament. It's impossible for it to also appear in the New Testament. Why? Because the fulfillment of his work was to take place at the prophetic time called ends of the earth, a period of time when both the Old and the New Testaments have already been completed. So common sense tells us it's impossible for his name to have been recorded there. The Bible's already done. Through prophet Isaiah, God said that he would call his servant. He likened that servant to a bird of prey who would come from a far country in the east at the time called ends of the earth, Isaiah 46, 11 to 13. And that, that bird of prey, the man from the far country in the east would execute his counsel. Isaiah 46, 11 and Isaiah 41, 9 and 10. And dear friends, the far country 
where this servant of God would emerge is in the Far East, Isaiah 43, 5. We've studied all of this before in this program. Geographically speaking, where is the fulfillment of this place that this, the Bible prophecy speaks of when they said Far East? If we were to cite such books as Asia and the Philippines, we've read these here before, page 169, that's the Philippines. The Philippines is in the Far East. We have also studied on this program that time element called ends of the earth, wherein it's been proven to refer to a time when the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is so very near. And Jesus gave, gave the signals, gave the signs, and he described those signs in Matthew chapter 24, a, a war wherein the nations and kingdoms of the worlds would be embattled against one another, Matthew 24, verses 6 through 8. And the kind of war, dear friends, that Jesus was describing there cannot be uh, denied. It, it cannot be confused with just any other war that may have taken place at other time in human history. This was a war Jesus described as the nations and the kingdoms of the world were embattled against each other, and we are sure that this is a very unique kind of war. Why? It was further described in prophecy. And here is one of those. I'd like to read to you the description of that war in Isaiah the prophet 34, verses 1 and 2. Come near, you nations, to hear, and heed, you people. Let the earth hear, and all that is in it, the world and all things that come forth from it. For the indignation of the Lord is against all nations, and his fury against all all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them and has given them over to the slaughter. Oh, what kind of a war was given by Jesus to signal the time called ends of the earth or a time when the end is near? It was a war that involved all the armies and all the nations of the world. Do we have such thing having transpired in history? Absolutely. On July 27, 1914, the First World War broke out. Dear friends, this was also the date that the Iglesia de Cristo, the Church of Christ, was registered by Brother Felix Y. Manalo with the Philippine government there in the Far East. He is the messenger of God and proven to be so, not because his name is in the Bible, but rather because he fulfilled the prophecy, these that we've mentioned and so many others, all concerning his mission. Brother Felix Y. Manalo, right mission, right place, right time, right way, and thus the Church of Christ. God's nation flourishes still. Join with us. The works that Brother Felix Wymanaller performed are the very proofs of his commissioning as messenger of God. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, That's in the Bible, and turn on your notifications for new episodes. Please feel free to email your questions about the Bible, about salvation, 
to answers at incmedia.org. I'm Brother Bob Pauline, and we hope you join us next time for more programming of the Iglesia Ni Cristo Church of Christ. To watch episodes of That's in the Bible, go to incmedia.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless.